0: And when the cold wind blows.
1: No
0: one cares, Hello, my name is Chris.
1: My name is Kelsey.
0: And this is Pod Cemetery, where we dissect horror movies like the rotting corpses that they are. And happy 2021 from Pod Cemetery. Just like last year, we are starting off the new year with the best and worst of the movies we covered in the previous year, 2020. It was a pretty shit year for a lot of reasons. And today's episode is the worst movies that we covered. So we're going to cover just the shittiest things we talked about uh, in the last year of episodes. We're going to go through the top 10, or I guess bottom 10 is probably more appropriate. We're going to go through the biggest differences between Kelsey and I on what we rated movies, so where we differed the most last year. We're going to go through my personal bottom 10 and Kelsey's personal bottom 10. Uh, So we hope you'll join us as we talk about
1: the year that was 2020. Are we also going to talk about the ones where we differed the most from...
0: The critics. Mm-hmm. That is the next episode that's in our best of. Oh. Generally speaking, when we differ from critics, we tend to rate things higher.
1: I see. Than
0: them, okay. I think out of out of the top ten biggest differences between us and the critics, I think like seven or eight of them we we gave it higher scores than the critics. Okay. All right, Kelsey. Let's get started. With number 10, there isn't even a tie. Usually, it's like stacked up at number 10. There's like a 20-way tie for number 10. (laughs) Not this year. This year, number 10 from episode 129, uh, released on March 30th, was 2005's Cry Wolf. Sorry, Cry underscore Wolf.
1: Cry Wolf made the top. Worst 10. Okay. It did.
0: Uh, it has a rotten tomato score at the time that we reviewed it of 24. <laughs> you gave it a 15, and I gave it a 17 for an average score from us of 16.
1: There you
0: go. Do you even remember Crywolf?
1: Yeah, I remember so Crywolf because I remember it from when it came out. Uh-huh. That's why we watched it. Yep. I It's a stupid, stupid movie. With a
0: stupid twist.
1: But it's fun. It it just (laughs) reminds me of that era. It was when I was in high school. That's what horror movies were. So for me, it's fun.
0: We get Sam Winchester. Yeah. As a Texan. (laughs) Isn't he called Tex? I think so. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to hear what we had to say about Cry Wolf when we originally discussed it. Try to keep it to general thoughts unless there's anything else that, uh, that stands out. This is 2005's cry wolf
1: we're sneaking out do you want to come? where are we going? West Lake Tradition to do what? to play the game so how do we play? it's a lying game the object avoid suspicion manipulate your friends eliminate your enemies this year we've got to raise the stakes let's convince them murderers on campus they're the sheep and we're the wolves we're gonna create a killer he needs a name the wolf the neon ski mask give him a camo jacket too what else does every good mass murderer have how about a gun but a knife would be scarier first death is always a townie which is just a warning (laughs) shot so obvious it's perfect think anyone will believe her? I read the email. It's happening. The first girl, she was shot in the face. He sent it to everyone he knows. I didn't, know if I didn't want to get gutted.
0: Mercy, someone's there.
1: <laughs> Did you hear about that girl that's missing? I don't <laughs> think this is a joke. <laughs> You're the only one then, man. He could be making this whole thing up. Someone's, someone's here. here. This fall... Terror they created. The emails coming true. We'll finish. It's coming this way. The right. game
0: they started. Should people watch this movie? No. It's no. A
1: hard no. Don't. Hard pass. Don't. Instead
0: of watching the movie, play Werewolf or Mafia. But no, don't watch it.
1: No. Not okay. So this movie is not a zero. Like this movie no. is no, not. No, 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 no. Like a horrific piece of trash.
0: It's just so uninspired. It thinks it's way better than it is. It's not good. Don't watch it. No. It, it was frustrating at all. I just want to see turn. Jared
1: Padalecki look like a little baby boy. He
0: is a little baby Jared Padalecki. <laughs> anyway, again, it's not a zero. It's just it's it it's not a zero, but it is kind of a nothing movie. So what do you think the movie has on Rotten Tomatoes, Kelsey? Like a ten? A 24. 24. Dull and derivative, Crywolf is a subpar slasher that even ardent fans of the genre may find difficult to enjoy. Yeah. No Metacritic, and a cinema score of B-. minus. Wow. Bunch of teenagers coming out of it thinking, that was so awesome, (laughs) who'd never seen The Usual Suspects before. Uh Anyway, do you think that's overrated or underrated? 24.
1: Maybe a little overrated.
0: What do you think it should be?
1: I'm gonna give it a fifteen.
0: I'm trying to find reasons to give it a twenty, and I can't.
1: No, it's fifteen because at the very least, it was fun watching Padalecki. <laughs> yeah, being a kid, and
0: it was just such a mess. Yes, and it awful script.
1: Yes, but it didn't do anything like horribly offensive. Like I wasn't.
0: Well, there's all the gay jokes, and the fat jokes, and the- What
1: I mean, like, I- There's the the lesbian
0: scene meant to titillate, and it's- uh, Yeah. So many cliches. I'm just kind of
1: giving it a 15, because at the very least, it wasn't like a- When are we turning this off? Please turn this off. I don't want to do this anymore.
0: Please turn this off. Yeah, I guess (laughs) I never wanted to turn it off. Yeah. I just- It just made me angry throughout. I'll give it a 17, then. (laughs) This is sort of a buffer there. (laughs) All right, and that is 2005's Cry Wolf. (laughs) And at number nine, our nine worst movie that we covered in 2020 from episode 133, April 27th, 2016's Dead Awake.
1: Oh, yeah, that movie is awful. Can, I remember you, can you refresh my memory because
0: it. I intentionally did not look any of these up. I don't remember Dead Awake. Which one was Dead Awake? It's
1: the one where she has sleep paralysis. Oh, my gets God. And they this new concept. Yes.
0: Oh, that was really bad. And they did a real piss poor job about explaining how the demon or whatever it was worked Yeah, what the rules were
1: You remember Kits in it and she's awful
0: Oh <laughs> it man ends with her
1: like getting tar- taken over or something
0: It has a rotten tomato score of 20 Yeah Uh you what gave it a 6 it? I gave it a 25 wow. I don't remember why I rated it that high
1: Wow I don't
0: remember why I rated it that high It had an average from us of 15.5 just half a point higher than Crywolf or half a point lower, I guess I should say. <laughs> Man, no, I, got, I completely erased this movie from my mind.
1: It's funny because the picture for it is of the spider, which is the scariest moment. It is. Which has nothing to do with the story. But the except spider drops, drops like right on her while
0: she has sleep paralysis. Yes. Yeah, that is pretty creepy. Well, let's hear what we had to say at the time about 2016's Dead Awake.
1: What's making you scream at night? just a nightmare you know the one where um, you're falling and you're about to hit the ground or how about when you wake up and you open your eyes but you can't move it feels like something's holding you down hmm. you know something's in the room with you something evil what you are describing is sleep paralysis you see when we sleep The mind shuts down the body so we don't act out on our dreams. It just feels so real. You've seen it, haven't you? This is a
0: case study conducted. The deaths of hundreds of people who died in their sleep. All of these victims reported seeing someone on top of them,
1: strangling them. This all just seems like superstition, right? It paralyzes its victims and crushes the life out of them.
0: The hag can paralyze your body, but not your
1: mind. I've seen it.
0: It's real. And once you can't fight it anymore, it takes you. Is that easy? You just stop believing in it? How do you stop believing in something you know is real? Kelsey, would you recommend people watch this movie?
1: Absolutely not. No. This movie is so bad.
0: It was bad.
1: I don't understand how it got made.
0: (laughs) There are things I liked about it. But just the whole entire movie, it's just so obvious what it's trying to do at every single turn, and they don't know how to write a likable character. The
1: direction and the writing is so awful.
0: Oh my god.
1: These poor actors, like, I don't know how they got through it. I don't know how anybody signed on to do this movie, but it got made...
0: And it's not good. We don't recommend you watch this movie. Instead, listen to us talk about it. It's not even worth a hate watch, really. It's not that bad that it's a hate watch. Right.
1: There's nothing about this that's, like, hilarious. It's just so bad.
0: (laughs) I wrote down, this feels like that mirror movie. Look Away? Was that the name of that movie? Yes. Very much so. Same unlikable protagonist.
1: I think this movie actually thinks you give a shit about it. Right. And I don't think the movie realizes how awful it is.
0: <laughs> I think you're right. I mean, does any movie? Uh, some movies do. <laughs> I think some movies do. All right, Kelsey. What do you think Dead Awake got on Rotten Tomatoes? Two. Two percent? Mm-hmm. Twenty percent. Mm-hmm. There are ten reviews, so there's no consensus. So it had to be a multiple of ten.
1: So two people... Out of 10, liked it. Out of it. 10,
0: liked it, yes. There you go. 20%. It has no Metacritic average yet, but there are three reviews on the site, which are 30, 30, and 20. So that comes out to, what, 26 and a, and two-thirds?
1: It's all far too high.
0: I was going to ask you whether that was over or underrated, and I thought I knew, but yeah, no, it's... What would you give it?
1: I'd give it a four.
0: Wow. Like, this is kind of a surprise just how angry this movie made you. I knew you didn't like it. I didn't like it either. I didn't think you hated it this much.
1: It's really, really, really bad. I mean, if it weren't for swim fan guy, it wouldn't be getting anything. <laughs> I was going to give it a seven. Jesse com- Bradford is his name. I was going to combine Jesse Bradford's acting along with the chick from house of the devil and I was gonna give them a seven but then I was like oh no when you thought he was dying you were like whatever the fuck his name is Evan? yeah Evan Evan? Evan oh you're dead. <laughs> I was like I was supposed to keep you awake Evan? Evan?
0: wow I liked the parents I liked Evan oh I liked the spider
1: that was creepy. I like, All right, fine.
0: I like the bath, except then it's just me. I'll give it a six. <laughs> Each of these things is worth two points. <laughs> I will give it, because I mean, that's a number of things, but overall, I really did not like it. I would give it, it's going to sound high now, but I would give it a 25. It's really high. I know. You, it's In comparison to Kelsey, it's going to sound really high. This is probably going to show up on our biggest host differences at, at the end of the year. But I thought 25 was an awful score. Kelsey hated this movie. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Who was it that had mentioned this movie and thought we wouldn't like it? James? James? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> if that is what you said, we're just going off of memory right now. Oh, man. Coming in at number eight from episode 142 from June 29th, 2013's Where?
1: Oh, yes. The, uh, the werewolf movie from Europe. I'm surprised it was that bad. I mean, we did not like it. I know that. And the ending is oh, awful. no, we
0: really didn't like it. It kind of, I, I feel like it falls apart. Like, it just gets worse and worse. And you're yes. like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's still getting worse. Yes. Uh, it had an audience score of 40. You gave it a 20. I gave it a 10. Ooh. So I liked it even less than you did uh, for an average of 15. Yeah,
1: I remember the ending being bad. Where they're fighting? Oh yeah, uh-huh. out on the on like the lake with the lights of the helicopters lighting up the stage. Mm-hmm.
0: And remember when he was like, "I'm turning into a werewolf,
1: but I can control it at the same time." No,
0: so now I got to shave off all my hair for no reason. There's just a whole segment where he just shaves his body clean. <laughs> like what? I guess so we can have a difference between him and the murder one. Yeah, it was not good. I
1: don't remember.
0: It wasn't good. Well, anyway, here's what we had to say at the time about 2013's... Where?
1: An American man and his young son were brutally killed last night. There is no factual evidence to indicate anything more than an animal attack. At 1452, we apprehended the suspect. The man accused of these crimes, one Talon Gwinnick. He had hair all over his hands. They were huge. He was tearing my boy to pieces. He's my client. I'm defending him. There's a very rare disease called porphyria. And symptoms include excessive body hair, joint pain, muscle weakness. People that have this can barely move it will prove that you were not capable of committing these crimes thank you they say that he was not human that he was a man and a beast you have no idea what you're dealing with get them out of there you don't know what you're talking about i'm not gonna let him go he moves he's dead i don't want anyone else to die you let those people die you ask how a human can do that. My answer is simple. telling Gwinnick, by the mere definition of the word, is a werewolf.
0: Uh, written by Matthew Peterman and William Brent Bell and directed by William Brent Bell. And let me tell you, I'll give you a little sneak peek about my thoughts about this movie. I didn't know that it was written and directed by the same person. <laughs> At the end of the movie... I was like I bet this movie was written and directed by the same person. And I looked it up and sure enough, it was. Big surprise I wrote down. It was written by the director. I went to check for that specifically and it turned out to be true. Should people watch where?
1: Unfortunately, no. The
0: Absolutely first, not. But I first agree with half unfortunately. Yes. It's
1: good. I
0: was really excited with the first half hour of this movie, maybe, I was like, wow, I'm actually really enjoying this. This is an interesting premise. We're seeing an interesting side of these events. I was very, very much intrigued. And then it just takes a fucking turn and goes so fast downhill that it rockets through the Earth's crust into the molten core of our planet. (laughs) It is, it, I cannot believe the difference in my opinion of this movie between when I when I started in that first half hour and by the time it ended, I fucking hated this movie by the time it was over.
1: It was a waste of a premise. It was. And that's a bummer.
0: A big bummer. I'm trying to decide if it's if it's if it would be interesting to watch going into it knowing that it's terrible.
1: No. Probably well, not, not for me cuz it just turns into an action movie. It really does. Halfway through. It
0: does. It does. It takes a horror premise and it's like, oh, what if we were looking at like the legal end of it and there was a mystery involved, right? That would be really interesting. It was great. they drop that premise half an hour into the movie and they turn it into an action film. (laughs) And it's like, what the fuck? (sighs) Seriously? And because it's an independent film, the effects are garbage. (laughs) Just garbage and it's not even endearingly garbage like well they didn't have a lot of money and they did the best they could no they just leaned on computer effects that looked terrible
1: i've got something (sighs) to say here about that okay and i think it's important that you go into this movie knowing this i did know this i didn't tell you Uh uh-huh because i didn't know if it would ruin anything Uh uh-huh but having seen it now i'm like i'm glad i knew And I think that if you're going to watch it, you should know this. He will never actually transform. You're right. Uh, And I did not think that would bother me as much as it did. Because I thought they were going to do enough to counteract that. But they don't. And what I ended up thinking by the end of the film was... They didn't want to do a rubber mask. They didn't want it to look like shit.
0: And they didn't have the money to make a good transformation.
1: So they thought, we'll do it in post. Uh-huh. We'll do it as CG. My guess is, is that they did it in CG, and they were like, oh, that looks really bad.
0: But there are no like reference point markers on the actor's face or anything like that, unless they CG'd that out, too. Yeah. It's just they found a guy, they put some... Maybe put some fake hair on his face and had him snarl a bit. And that was their werewolf, which I would be fine with, actually. That That's not what bothers me. What bothers me is that then how do you explain some of the stuff he does
1: <laughs>
0: and some of the things that happen? Like, I don't care how fucking strong he is. The stuff they expect him to have done is literally physically impossible. And they have no explanation for it. Right. It's obviously somebody who is like, oh, I got this badass premise for a script and then I'm going to make it myself. Which, again, fucking put it in front of somebody else. If you think you have an awesome script, write it and hand it over to somebody else because they'll be able to tell you if it's garbage or not. Because you are Too close to know if it's terrible. And so was William Brent Bell. And he made the wrong fucking call here. (laughs) Give the script that you wrote to somebody else and have them write it. Maybe that's what Matthew Peterman was for. And he did a piss poor job of it on his end. (laughs) I was so like every time I got angry at this movie, I thought, well, that's so fucking dumb. And then three minutes later, there'd be something else that would top it. And that just kept happening for the rest of the movie. Just something that was more nonsense than the thing that came before it. I Remember when that dude shaved all his hair off for some fucking reason?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's because he was denying it.
0: Yeah, I understand the, the logic behind it, but it was so st- Stupid.
1: Yes, it was.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Anyway, don't watch this movie. Even with that context, don't watch it. It's not worth it. What do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes?
1: Does it have one?
0: It has an audience score.
1: Okay. Uh... Literally
0: zero professional reviews, no Metacritic entry. It does An entry doesn't even exist, let alone having a score. And no cinema score, because it was never in cinemas in America.
1: How many people have even reviewed it?
0: 461.
1: Um, let's say 26.
0: 40. So is that overrated or underrated?
1: Probably a little overrated.
0: Yes. Absolutely.
1: I appreciate the premise. Yes. I thought it was a really intriguing premise.
0: I can appreciate that it is an independent film.
1: Yes. I would say the acting was decent. It was okay. Um.
0: I liked Vixahay. He was fun. Except for his character was infuriating. You ended up hating literally every single character by the end of this movie. Like Kate's suddenly now okay with the fact that Gavin's a werewolf?
1: I don't know if that's true. I don't remember them saying that. I don't want to look it up. They do. I don't want to rewatch it. No, you don't. (laughs) Well, that scene. No, I'm not looking forward to editing this tomorrow. I'm going to give it a 20.
0: See, I gave a 20 to I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. You gave it a 15. Oh, did I? Yeah. It was garbage.
1: Yes, it was. It was
0: garbage. But it didn't make me nearly as angry as this movie made me. And I think that's because I thought half an hour into this movie that I was gonna really enjoy it.
1: You know why it gets that extra five percent in comparison to Angel Know What You Did Last Summer? Because it's independent. Right. They didn't have a huge fucking production behind it. Like that was purely just let's make some money. Yeah. This was, I'm interested in film. I want to do something. No,
0: this, this feels to me like, yes, that is an element, but it feels to me like I have this amazing idea and it couldn't possibly be bad. It couldn't possibly be improved and only I can bring it to the screen. That's what it feels to me. When a writer directs his own stuff, And it ends up this bad. That's the only explanation I can think of. It's like nobody else was... I'm the only one that could direct it. Because this is my story. Like, how fucking arrogant do you have to be?
1: I also... I I think I've met... I've met kids. Now, they're kids. But I've met kids... They are. They're not adults. Right. But I've met kids who... Who convince other
0: adults to make a movie with them.
1: No, no. (laughs) I've met kids who... Yeah, they've got big, big dreams, and they want to be producers. Mm -hmm. They want to be directors. They want to be actors, absolutely writers, all that stuff. And
0: how many of them is their favorite movie Pulp Fiction?
1: Well, they're too young to have seen that. Are they though? Well,
0: I watched it in middle school.
1: Oh, totally, but it's also old. Okay, so it's not cool anymore. Uh But my point was going to be. Kids are told by so many people that you're not going to be successful, you're not going to do this, etc. etc. That maybe they build that up inside of themselves so much that, like, well, when I get to that point, I'm going to do it all myself to prove it. You know, to prove that I can do it. And I see that in my kids, and it's like, I understand that you think it's arrogance, but I also think it's a, I want to prove that I can do this.
0: And then, unfortunately, they failed. Right. I mean, that's the thing. It's not the only – they failed because of hubris. I guess maybe not arrogance. It's hubris. It's the idea that what I have in my brain is a perfect idea and it needs to be on screen.
1: Or it's that they don't think someone else will do it the way they want to do it.
0: Right. And I I get that impulse. And I'm not saying – you'll hear me the first time I brought this up. I can't remember what episode it was in. You will not hear me say that directors directing their own scripts is bad. I do not think that that's the case. What I will say, though, is there is a feeling I get with particular bad movies where I can predict that this was directed by somebody who wrote their own script because they think their script is better than it is. That's a problem with directing your own script is because you cannot get – Outside of that and say, honestly, whether or not the script that you wrote is any good. There are people that are very talented that can make a good script and direct that same script. That is possible. But there's a special kind of bad that happens when they fail. (laughs) And this is one of those instances.
1: I'm giving it 20 because I thought it had a, a good premise It was unique, it was different, and then it just fell apart halfway
0: through. I'm going to give it a 10. Yikes. It made me too mad. It squandered what it had because they wanted to be cool. You don't think this movie wanted to be cool?
1: I got some of that, but I thought it was just trying to do something different with this genre, Mm -hmm. which werewolves – I mean, it's not a huge genre, you know? And what we have, there's a lot of shit in it. And it was trying to revamp it, and I like that. I like that they wanted to try and bring this to reality. And fortunately, it just did not work out.
0: Right, because the script is terrible.
1: I also think that there were, you know how usually, if a, well, not usually, when a movie has excessive nudity, we all know that's because they don't understand horror and they think, this is what kids want. This is where we get the tits,
0: right? Yeah, it's just you picture some guy with a big cigar saying, "Yeah, there needs to be tits."
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel here, except that with action. Yeah, it was kind of like you want to make money, you got to have action. He
0: didn't know how to make it interesting without resorting to making it an action movie, and that's my point. Is because it seemed like they were going to make it interesting, and then they very obviously didn't know how to do that but still felt confident enough to continue making the movie. (laughs) Anyway. All right, Kelsey, we're going to take a break from the list for a little bit to talk about the host differentials. So this is where you and I disagreed the most. Are you ready for this? We're just going to, we're not going to show clips of any of these. We're just going to maybe discuss them a little bit. Uh, Tied at number nine is 2017's The Evil Within. You gave it a 65. I gave it a 78. I think yeah, mostly I... because I liked I liked the performance of the main character. I liked the weird shit. It's
1: just a stupid movie. Like when he
0: asked the guy to call the cops and he's like, I don't want to. Or whatever it was. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, tied with that is Man Bites Dog from 1992.
1: Which you gave, a gave it a 65.
0: I gave it a 78. 13. What did Jesse give it? Jessie gave it a 25.
1: Yeah, she hated that movie.
0: Yeah. And plus, I think I have a higher tolerance for depictions of certain things if you're making a point about it. And understandably, not everyone does. So I, I totally get why. It's just interesting that our number nine, we gave them the same exact scores. You gave a 65 to both of them, and I gave a 78 to both of them. That is funny. Number eight was The Blair Witch Project. You gave it a 71. I give it an 85. Yeah,
1: that sounds for about For a 14-point
0: right. difference. Uh, number seven is Exorcist, The Beginning. We both disliked it, but you disliked it way more than I did. You gave it 15. I gave it 30.
1: Oh, yeah. I was... Oh, the movie was so awful. You gave it that because it had that guy in it.
0: Yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> And number six is Pontypool. You gave it a 70. I gave it a 54. It's the only one on this list where we differ really the most, where I gave it a lower score than you did. Pontypool just rubbed me the wrong way.
1: I just thought there was a lot of potential and a lot of ideas, Mm -hmm. but nothing really panned out. (laughs) I'm sure
0: part of my score had something to do with the fact that it seems to, like, have a have a big cult appreciation to it. <laughs> I'm like, why this movie? Of all movies?
1: Because it's weird.
0: It's nonsense, though. Yes. It's nonsense. Anyway, number five was Mandy. You gave it a 60 and I gave it a 78. I actually really liked Mandy. I didn't love Mandy. I wasn't blown away by Mandy the way some people suggested we might be. But you were like, what is this? I don't need... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't need more movies like this. It's just it didn't. I thought it was going to do so much weird, yes, crazy. It, it wasn't and, weird enough. It was not weird enough. It was just a story I had heard a billion times. Yes, this a guy gets
0: revenge, except he's Nicolas on drugs,
1: Cage screaming, yeah, uh-huh. in a bathroom and drinking a lot of vodka.
0: Can't wait to watch the history of curse words. <laughs> Number four was dead awake. Again, you gave it a six. I gave it a twenty-five, so it was the number four. It's nuts that you
1: gave it that.
0: I don't remember why. Hopefully, in the clips we just listened to,
1: <laughs>
0: it explains it. Uh, tied at number two, two thousand six Hatchet. You gave it a twenty. I gave it a forty, so it did why not. Why did you
1: give it a forty? That movie's awful.
0: I thought it was just it, it. It just had no impact. I didn't hate it. You yeah. know what I mean? I hated it. Yeah, I understand. And 1987's The Monster Squad, you gave it a 55, I gave it a 75 for a difference of 20 as well. I think a lot of that has to do with nostalgia. Yeah. And how I grew up with it and you did not.
1: Not at all.
0: And you'll notice that even with that, I only gave it a 75. I think... If you watch it again without rose-tinted glasses, you might not like it as much as you think you would. But it's still good. I still really like it. I gave it a 75, but Kelsey was not impressed. (laughs) And the number one biggest difference between the two of us, and I think this explains a lot about the differences between what Kelsey and I like, is 2006's The Wicker Man. (laughs) The remake. Yes, you gave it a thirty. I gave it a sixty-five for a difference of thirty-five points. Yeah, there is neither of us are saying that this movie is good. <laughs> I basically said it was okay, and a lot of the reason I think it's okay is because it is just endlessly entertaining.
1: I disagree. How
0: did it get burned?
1: How did it get burned? That's. A, I mean, like that shit is why it got as high of a score as it did for me.
0: He drop kicks that one girl. He or he jump kicks her. <laughs> and he punches that one woman while wearing a bear suit. I did an awesome <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure reference with that. <laughs> I'm going to post it again. I'm going to repost it. I just loved it so much. <laughs> but that was the biggest difference for us. It's I'm I'm more into Oh, this is weird as hell. (laughs) I love
1: it. I like weird shit, (laughs) too. No, you like...
0: I like weird, fun stuff. You like weird, creepy stuff, I think, more than I do. All right, that is the... Those are the biggest differences of opinion that Kelsey and I had uh, this year. Mainly, I like things more than Kelsey did (laughs) when we differed, but probably generally, too. Yes. Going back to the list of the worst movies of 2020, coming in at number seven... From episode 155, releasing September 28th, 2020's The Turning.
1: Ooh, that movie is garbage.
0: Taking such an incredible, I mean, I guess you could say original in quotes, because it's not, I mean, it's already an adaptation. Yeah,
1: it's not original. Yeah, at but all. I
0: mean, the, but it's.
1: Oh, the adaptation is different. Yeah, slightly. But I mean, like this
0: is—I—I I don't. We we double featured this. We yes. we coupled the innocence with the turning. Yes, and the innocence was so good. Yes, and the turning was absolutely not. <laughs> and as much as I like Stranger Things, kid,
1: Finn Wolfhard. Finn
0: Wolfhard, thank you.
1: He could not save the movie,
0: and even he didn't do that great a job. He it's did just it's they're really like, oh, I'm a job. pouty teenager. Yeah. Aren't I scary? Like, no, you can do teenagers scarier than that, I feel. Mm-hmm. Children of the Corn, maybe? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it was garbage. You,
0: right? uh, It has an 11 Rotten Tomatoes score. You actually gave it a 15, and I gave it a 10. So this is one that I liked even less than you did. One of the rare ones.
1: <laughs> I probably gave it to it just because Ben Wolfhard's in it.
0: Maybe, maybe. So that has an average of 12.5. So here's what we had to say about 2020's The Turning. This can't
1: be real. Have you ever been a nanny? This is my first live live-in job. What if you and I go get some ice cream? Flora doesn't leave the property. What? I know what you're afraid of. The
0: turning rated PG 13. Should people watch this version, Kelsey? I'm
1: gonna go with no guys. I'm gonna go with
0: no too.
1: <laughs> it
0: no good. It's it's not scary. It makes
1: it has jump scares it has, that do
0: work. No, but it's every trope in the book.
1: It is everything it is.
0: you see coming. There's
1: nothing new yeah, about
0: this film. Even the cheap ass, cheaty sort of scares that are absolutely ridiculous and dope makes sense in, like, a cohesive way in the universe of uh, that the movie's taking place in. And it's one of those things where they understand the aesthetics of horror, but they don't know why it works. And they can't <laughs> replicate it properly. Mm-hmm. It really bothers me.
1: Yes. And I really don't think it's Finn's fault here. I really don't. I mean,
0: like I said earlier... I don't think he has that great a range. I really do like him. (laughs) I don't think his range is that great. And...
1: I don't know. I think he does an outstanding job on Stranger Things. Sure. But
0: he's asked to play a single character with limited range in that, too. And he's in the new Ghostbusters movie that's coming out.
1: Hey, I'm excited about that.
0: He's in It. He wasn't
1: great in It. But he was one he was of the better in it. kids. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But again, like he's kind of just playing the same character, and now like, okay, this character grow him up a little bit and make him a fucking dickhead teenager, and that's all he is.
1: Yeah, he's just he's just an annoying third. How am I supposed to be scared of that? that? There's nothing scary about it. The only thing that I can relate to as it being scary is the fact that I'm a teacher. And I know what it's like to have a kid be a dick to you oh, yeah. and you not be able to respond in, in the way that you would like to respond. <laughs> However, his behavior—I'm she doesn't need this job. Right.
0: <laughs> well, I'm not saying his behavior is unrealistic. Right. I'm just saying that it's not scary.
1: In whatsoever. any way. It is just irritating.
0: I mean, Kelsey talks about how the jump scares work, but she is pretty susceptible to jump scares. <laughs> I'm not. And. Fucking nothing about this movie was scary. (laughs) This is not like an I'm better than you thing, just (laughs) (laughs) FYI. Oh, and the ending. It is a garbage ending. Yes. Just garbage.
1: They actually had a glimmer of hope at the end, and then they just took Mm -hmm. it away.
0: And it's like, oh, but it's really saying, no, 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 I get what it's saying. It's just stupid. (laughs) I wrote down, there is nothing scary about this. Either it's not real, and we're just watching a poor young woman breaking down, or it is real, and she could just fucking leave. Yes. She has every reason to leave. She's being horribly mistreated by fucking everyone on the property. She can't do her job, and she doesn't need the job. And they don't establish that she really feels about what's going to happen to Flora like They kind of did with Jessel. She should have left a long time ago, I wrote. Yes. And so I don't have any sympathy for her staying, but I have sympathy because I'm just watching a poor young woman losing her mind. Yes. And that's not scary. It's sad. Yes. That's what I'd say. This movie is a bunch of obnoxious elements. Did not like it. No. What do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes?
1: I think I know.
0: Because I told you not to look and you
1: did. No, actually, I didn't look then. I, I was looking at something else online and I think it popped up.
0: Okay, what do you think it has? It's 11, right? It is 11%. Stylish but muddled, this misbegotten adaptation of Henry James's classic novel will send horror-hungry viewers turning to the source material instead.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Metacritic of 35, Cinema score. Of an F Ah. One of two From this year Since CinemaScore started ranking movies There have only been 21 F's Ever And two of them were both in January Of this year The other one was also a horror movie It was the remake Of The Grudge That came out in January I didn't even know they made a remake of it Yes. Oh my god We have seen four of the 21 Fs on this show already. Have we? Yeah, that doesn't even include The Grudge because we haven't actually watched it for the show. Right, no. But it is a horror movie and we could get there. Another is Bug, which we talked about. It was in our second episode, I want to say, is when we watched Bug. That's
1: because people didn't understand We
0: knew people were like, that's weird. It's the same reason that the other movie – that got an F was Mother, which people are just like, it's too weird! And movies that are too weird get F's. Whether they're good or bad, whether they're good or bad, I know you didn't like Mother, whether they're good or bad, weird (laughs) movies tend to get lower scores. And the other one that we watched, the fourth one, is the Wicker Man remake.
1: Well, no shit. (laughs) But I
0: would have come out of that movie going, I don't know, I guess a C. Oh my god! It
1: was so much fun. (laughs) There's nothing fun. Oh, my God. That movie is a bad
0: movie, but I have fun when I watch it, so I don't care. (laughs) This movie is a bad movie, and I do not have fun. So, F, absolutely. What would you give it? Like, do you think it's overrated or underrated to say 11?
1: Was he annoying? Yes. Was he petulant? Yes. Was he immature? Yes. But did he play it well? Yes. Like, again,
0: again. He seems real. We just do not get a lot of range out of this young kid. And I want to see him do other things. (laughs) I was not impressed by his performance at all. I was like.
1: He seemed real, though. He did. He did. He didn't seem like he was acting.
0: Totally. That's the problem is because I just saw Finn Wolfhard. Wait, what (laughs) No, I did not. Okay, we don't know Finn Wolfhard. I've seen I him. I've f- seen him as himself in various other yeah, things. He's a nice he's, kid. He's friends with YouTubers that I like. But no, he. This seems exactly like what Finn Wolfhard would be if he was being a bastard to his parents. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> I, it, I don't think it was a stretch for him. <laughs> not that I think he's an asshole, but I could see him like, oh, if I was going to be an asshole to my parents, that's the way I would act. Like, that's what I, I see in his brain. And it's that's not, what
1: makes it real. No, I
0: know it makes it real, but it, it's not what makes it a performance. <laughs> I do, I want to see Finn's range, and I have not seen it yet.
1: I don't think it's his fault that this is what the movie gave him to I, work I, I
0: don't either. <laughs> but the combination of the script, the direction, the cinematography, and the actor's. Is going
1: to be what amounts to what this movie is like. I don't know that anybody did a bad job acting here because no. I think they all, like I said, I think they all just kind of did what they could with exactly. the material.
0: Totally, one hundred percent. I don't think it's the actor's fault. Yeah, but I could still be like, well, I don't, I don't think we we've, we've seen anything special from anyone here, and it could be the fault of the script. Totally, it could be the fault of the direction. Totally, but that doesn't mean it's not what happened.
1: It's also pretty.
0: It's okay. It <laughs> uses a lot of visual tropes that we see in all sorts of horror movies. That It's uninspired, I would say. It's pretty, but uninspired.
1: It did make me jump a couple times.
0: Because you are very susceptible to jump scares. <laughs> it doesn't matter how good they are, and I think you can recognize that. <laughs> what would you give it?
1: 11 just seems harsh. I'm going to give it a 15.
0: I was going to give it a 10. There you go. I was like 11 seems about right, but I would still give it a 10.
1: Guys, I think it's cuz I'm biased because I do love stranger things. I'm currently wearing a stranger she things is. shirt. I, I yeah, I'm giving it a 15.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's saying something that you're you're worried about appearing biased for being too kind. To the movie, and you gave it a 15. (laughs) That says something about the quality of this movie.
1: It's not even worth
0: curiosity watching.
1: No, it's really not. I would not recommend this. No. There is a
0: three-way tie for fourth place coming up after seventh place. The first one from episode 167, which just came out on the 28th of December. 2017's Midnighters.
1: The movie is terrible.
0: Terrible. This movie is going to show up on the biggest differences between us and the critics. Yes. Because they gave it an 81.
1: Which is so stupid.
0: We both gave it a 10. Yeah. It was bad.
1: It was so bad. It made
0: us angry. Yeah. How bad it was. Don't worry, guys. The reason I do the worst first is so we can end our review of the prior year on a positive note. Yes. We get happier than this, I promise.
1: But Midnighters is just
0: It was so dark. You can't
1: see it, and you don't want to see it because it's stupid.
0: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It (laughs) forces its characters to make nonsensical, irrational decisions so they can have its moments that it wants. And very obviously is just ushering the story to these. Plot beats that it really wants to get to, and it doesn't care how it gets to them. And that's that was not my biggest problem. My biggest problem was the fucking darkness. Ugh. We'll hear us say basically all of this all over again (laughs) when we hear what we had to say at the time about 2017's Midnighters.
1: Happy New year, Jeff. What did you do? He's gone. Go back to the house. We need some place where we can figure things out. There's nothing that we could have done. Wait. That's this address. He was on his way here. Is there anything you've done that would make someone come after you?
0: I am Detective Smith.
1: Does your sister live with you? She's with my husband. Where did they go? I'm trying to protect us and you're screwing it up. There is a
0: dead man in your garage. You're the one who brought him here.
1: We have to do something about this mess. What happened? He showed up right after you left. And he knows everything about us. You can't trust Jeff. What did you say? It's gonna be alright. How can you be so naive? Hannah is not on our side! No!
0: Should people watch Midnighters?
1: No. 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 Even if you like home invasion movies, I don't think you would like the fact that it goes back and forth with like is it a home invasion movie or is it a bumbling suburban family movie? Like yeah, I don't Yeah, trying
0: to do big crime and fucking it up. And, exactly. Yeah. Like I don't
1: know what they wanted to be. I don't think they knew what they wanted to be. And like I so like I'm saying even if you like home invasion movies, which we don't Categorically, we do not. The closest thing you can get to is your next, that I enjoyed, and even Kristen really enjoyed that one.
0: I did, it's just I don't like it as much as everyone else does.
1: But my point is, when it devolves into, I'm going to torture you, now I'm going to torture you, now I'm going to torture you, I just don't... Why is that entertaining?
0: So, one of my biggest problems with this movie is... It knows what it wants to get in the movie. Like, oh, I want this scene and I want this moment. It knows it wants certain things and it doesn't care that it has to twist itself into knots or make zero sense whatsoever if it means they get to have that moment. And that just takes me out of the movie every time. It's like, oh, this doesn't make any fucking sense why this is happening this way unless you factor in that the filmmakers wanted this moment. They didn't care. It didn't make sense. And that's peppered throughout the fucking movie. That's on top of, I guess this is almost an example of that. How many times while we watched this movie, did I scream at the characters on screen to turn on a motherfucking light?
1: Yeah. The lighting in this film is ridiculous. They knew they wanted the movie to be dark and gritty. Mm -hmm. So the characters just never turn on any lights. Yeah. It's, it's real silly guys.
0: And it's that's sort of indicative of the type of thing that I'm talking about, where it's like, no, this is a terrible decision. Oh, but you needed the movie to go in this direction. Okay. Why wouldn't you turn on a fucking light? Oh, because you needed the movie to be dark. Okay. Like, that's, like, everything in this movie. And it's weird, because I think people kind of like this movie.
1: Do they? Yeah. I didn't know that.
0: Honestly, I would prefer a movie like End of Days over a movie like this.
1: I just am not, I just don't find it. I don't find it scary, and I don't find it entertaining to watch torture. I just, it's, I don't get it. I wouldn't
0: even call it torture porn.
1: No, because there's not enough of it. Yeah. Because the movie didn't know what it wanted to be. Uh (sighs) Uh-huh. This movie is so terrible. Do not see it. Kelsey. Yeah.
0: What do you think the movie has on Rotten Tomatoes? God, I hope it's five. (laughs) You hope it's five? Uh it's 81%. No. 63 on Metacritic. No Cinema score because it's an IFC original, I think.
1: Are you serious? Mhm. Out of how many reviews?
0: 32. Adding dashes of horror to a noir premise, Midnighters is a genre bending chiller that delights as often as it scares. Oh, no. It absolutely isn't. It 100% is not.
1: That sounds like it's talking about a completely different movie.
0: Yep. No, movie's a piece of shit. Yeah, like Hollywood Reporter, LA Times, New York Times, all positive reviews. Oh, this is fun. A stilted, cringe-inducing script dooms a promising, if relatively well-worn, premise in a caper that telegraphs its twists from a mile away. Yes. 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 Here's Here's a positive review. Midnighters doesn't do anything that hasn't been done before. But it executes its formula with a kind of cold-blooded focus that's consistently impressive and often downright unnerving. Absolutely not. No. Nope. No. Wrong. It's never unnerving. Like, it made me angry that it gets my anxiety up. Movies like this get my anxiety up. Sometimes it's like that, that oh, man, that's incredible stuff. Like... Watching a good political spy thriller, like a Tinker Tailor soldier spy or something like that, gets my anxiety up, but in a good way. I'd say middle of the road is a very bad things where it's like, it doesn't make me feel good, but I like, like, I enjoy the movie. You know what I mean? And then this, it's just the worst of both worlds. <laughs> I, uh, uh, no, 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 no. Look at all these positive reviews. It's insane. RogerEbert.com a notable genre surprise early in the year. So I thought when I was watching the credits that there'd be some great moment where we'd find out that (laughs) the writer and the director are the same person. That is not the case. They're just brothers. (laughs) I was close. I was close. I made a prediction and I was close. So close to someone writing the script that they're directing. Not quite, but yeah, I felt it there and I knew I felt something anyway. What do you think the movie should have Kelsey? Obviously 81% is hella overrated. This is the last movie that we're reviewing in the year 2020 and it is going to be placed pretty highly. I feel on our biggest critical differentials when we do our best and worst of like just a dark horse coming in right at the end. What do you think it should have?
1: I will give it a 10.
0: That's exactly what I was going to give it.
1: I will give it a 10 because I had two moments that I enjoyed and uh, Smith was kind of fun. Yep.
0: That's that's almost exactly my thoughts on the movie. It. It's just so infuriating. Just as you're watching the movie, you're just like, oh my God, turn on a fucking light oh my God, why would this character ever make this decision? It's just constantly that over and over and over again. For what reward? Just anxiety and disgust? Like, no, not a good movie. With a few little things. It's like, I want to see Ward Horton in more stuff. I want to see him again. So far, the only two movies I've seen him in, I both very much (laughs) dislike. So please get him in a good movie. Somebody please. (laughs) Also coming in at fourth place, with ten points, just like the last one, from episode 15, uh, October 5th, 1977's Exorcist 2, The Heretic.
1: Oh, so both of those Exorcist movies, that whole episode is in the worst of.
0: Well, The Exorcist, The Beginning, is in... Our host differential. It wasn't oh. on this list, no. Oh. Sorry.
1: Well, yeah, Exorcist 2, Heretic, I don't know what they were thinking when they made that movie. No. Nope. I don't know who thought that was going to be good.
0: And we were a little bit lower than the critics. The Rotten Tomatoes was 15. Like, how you can make that fucking swerve. From the first Exorcist to this one, where we can transport into our subconscious. Who on
1: earth came up with this idea?
0: Yeah. It's pretty terrible. It does give us the name Pazuzu, though. Who cares? (laughs) Fair enough. Well, here's what we had to say at the time about The Exorcist II, The Heretic. In 1974, a motion picture
1: shocked the world. It has become one of the most acclaimed and successful films in history. The Exorcist is a classic in its own time. And now, Warner Brothers takes you a step beyond. Exorcist II. The Heretic. Starring Linda Blair. Richard Burton. Fletcher, Max von Sydow, James Earl Jones, their minds locked together with the most terrifying vision of all,
0: Exorcist 2. The Heretic. I'm not totally turned off by the idea of a backstory for Pazuzu. I do not think it's necessary, but I'm not totally turned off by it. What upsets me a little bit is that it totally rewrites the ending of the first movie to where nothing they did mattered. Right. Which is a little bothersome. Yes. It's a a little bit of a bummer, but oh well. Uh, Yeah, they
1: basically act like once the other priest died –
0: it went right back it went, into Reagan and yeah. went into hibernation or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Should people watch Exorcist 2 The Heretic?
1: Not at all.
0: Not at all. No. Absolutely not.
1: This was another garbage week, guys. And remember how I described it?
0: I, you know what? I think you might have had – I can't remember if I, if I edited it into the outtakes at the end of the episode or if I left it in the episode – I said, oh, I'm going to put on my magic hat that lets me see into your dreams. Oh, this is my psychic helmet that I put on and I can see into your dreams. <laughs> that's the plot of The Exorcist 2. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what? And yes, that's pretty much it. And
1: kind I of,
0: I cannot believe that that's where they took this. It's almost like they're like, well, what if we brought science into the mix and, you know, melded science and spirituality? And that's interesting. And I could see... Or they may have had good intentions, but they totally did not pull it off. So, do not watch this movie.
1: Nope. Maybe, maybe for comedy's sake, it wasn't funny. It's boring. I wrote so many times. This movie is so boring. But when you first see
0: the machine that they use, you like, I cannot believe this.
1: Yes, like <laughs> at least the cell has some, they say some shit that kind of makes it sound like maybe it could be real. And it doesn't look nearly as ridiculous. This just looks like a fucking... It is. It's just a fucking strobe light. They're right. just like... But at least... when you're just like, uh, how's this doing anything? At
0: least in the cell they were they were somewhere specific. They were in the subconscious of a specific person. In this movie, they go down and they they... What are they they lower their tone as they refer yes, to it? Yes, and
1: once you've done it with the machine, you can do it without the machine.
0: Yeah, but that's not my problem.
1: And you can do it across countries. I have a problem with that. No, 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 I know, but that's not what I'm talking about. What
0: I'm talking about is the first time they use it is to go under into Reagan's psyche, into her memories, into her lived experiences. And then once the doctor goes in there, they just completely remove Reagan from the equation. And now the priest can go in there and join the doctor in Reagan's psyche. And she's not like, it's a place where you go outside of her brain. And that's weird.
1: Yeah, the, the the science makes zero sense and this movie is a gigantic mess.
0: It's almost like going into limbo in Inception, right? Where you're not like in that person's dreams, you're just in this like vague other world, other realm underneath dreams. It's almost like that. It's just weird. Okay, so this is where we get to the good stuff.
1: Good stuff?
0: New York Times review. Given the huge box office success of the William Peter Blatty, William Friedkin production of The Exorcist, there had to be a sequel. But did it have to be this desperate concoction, the main thrust of which is that the original Exorcism wasn't all it was cracked up to be? It's one thing to carry a story further along, but it's another to deny the original, no matter what you thought of it. I thought it was something even less than good. But this new film is of such spectacular fatuousness that it makes the first seem virtually an axiom of screen art. The BBC, Mark Kermode, said Exorcist 2 is demonstrably the worst film ever made. It took the greatest film ever made and trashed it in a way that was on one level farcically stupid and on another level absolutely unforgivable. Everyone involved in this, apart from Linda Blair, should be ashamed for all eternity. William Friedkin saw the film. In his words, I was at Technicolor and a guy said, we just finished a print of Exorcist 2. Do you want to have a look at it? And I looked at half an hour of it and I thought it was as bad as seeing a traffic accident in the street. It was horrible. It was just a stupid mess made by a dumb guy. John Borman, by name. Somebody who should be nameless, but in this case should be named. Scurrilous. A horrible picture. He would go on to say it was one of the worst films I've ever seen, and that film was made by a demented mind. (laughs) Pauline Kale, who disliked the original because... It abused young children and an exploited young Linda Blair said the film is too cadenced and exotic and too deliriously complicated to succeed with most audiences. And when it opened, there were accounts of people in theaters who threw things at the screen. But it's winged camp, a horror fairy tale gone wild, another in the long history of movie makers, king size follies. There's enough visual magic in it for a dozen good movies. <laughs> sh- visual I- magic? I think what she's saying is that this movie was bad, but it did some things that in another movie would have been impressive.
1: No. 100%
0: disagree. And finally, this is what John Borman had to say about it. The sin I committed was not giving the audience what it wanted in terms of horror. There's this wild beast out there, which is the audience. I created this arena, and I just didn't throw enough Christians into it. In another interview, it all comes down to audience expectations – The film that I made, I saw as a kind of riposte to the ugliness and darkness of The Exorcist. I wanted a film about journeys that was positive, about good, essentially. And I think that audiences in hindsight were right. I denied them what they wanted, and they were pissed off about it, quite rightly. I knew I wasn't giving them what they wanted, and it was a really foolish choice. It
1: had nothing to do with that.
0: The film itself, I think, is an interesting one. Nope. There's some good work in it. Nope. But when they came to me with it, I told John Cayley, who was running Warner brothers then that I didn't want it. Look, I said, I have daughters. I don't want to make a film about torturing a child, which is how I saw the original film, much like Pauline Kael. But then I read a three page treatment for a sequel written by a man named William Goodhart. And I was really intrigued by it because it was about goodness. I saw it then as a chance to film a riposte to the first picture, but it had one of the most disastrous openings ever. There were riots and we recut the actual prints in the theaters about six a day. But it didn't help, of course. And I couldn't bear to talk about it or look at it for years.
1: Yeah, it has absolutely nothing to do with the subject matter.
0: Right. <laughs> right. The movie's just garbage. It's pretty bad.
1: It is. Like the only thing that's bad. good about it is the acting. And that's just okay.
0: And even then, what they're given to act isn't great. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, It's such a bummer. All right. So, Kelsey, with all those reviews in mind, what do you think this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes?
1: Okay. If I had to guess, is it zero?
0: It's 15%. Jesus. Hokey mystical effects, lousy plotting, and worse acting directly tarnishes the first's chilling legacy. Metacritic of 39. It says worse acting. (laughs) Do you think 15% is overrated or underrated? Overrated. What would you give it? I would not give this a zero. I'm
1: going to give it a five. You know, I think 15 is is right. Why are you giving it that high of a score?
0: Don't you remember the turning and how bad that was just last week? I gave that a 10. This is better than the turning. No. I absolutely think it is. I disagree. I would I rather think,
1: watch The Turning than this.
0: I think that this has some camp value that The Turning does not.
1: This is so boring. I will never watch this again.
0: I've seen it twice.
1: <laughs> I
0: I have no reason to watch The Turning ever again. I'm upset that I had to watch it partially for the few clips that we put into last week's episode. Like this is better than The Turning.
1: I disagree. <laughs> At least the turning, at least the turning had some visuals that were interesting to look at. This had nothing. Everything was so boring. It was boring to watch. It was boring to look at. It was boring to pay attention to.
0: I don't know. When they're in Iraq or wherever it is at the beginning of the first Exorcist, it's one of my favorite parts of the movie just because it's so unique. And I love, I it's love. It's
1: interestingly shot.
0: I love when you take, when you think about. Christianity and the impact it had around the world, and you end up going to places like the Middle East and Africa like to see the impact that it's had around the world. I I, I find that intriguing, and I don't know, I like it about this. And the beginning does a similar thing. (laughs) Listen, 15 is not a good score. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, tied for fourth, from episode 151, August 31st, 2008's Red Velvet.
1: Yep, I was thinking that was going to be on here. That, this probably the aside from Midnighters, that movie probably made me the angriest this movie this year. Yeah. It is angering how bad it is. I
0: feel like it was trying really hard to do that thing that we talked about in our last year's year in review, worst of, where it's like, oh, you know, we're just having fun, so you can't criticize us. You know what I mean? Like they're just trying to be bad almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's not, it doesn't do that well. There is a good way to be bad on purpose and there is a bad way to be bad on purpose. And everyone is a terrible actor. And that includes.
1: The kid from E.T.?
0: Yeah. The kid from E.T. Why can't I think of his name? We talk about him a lot. And he is the best part of the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But just, again, the way everything is just, it's so try-hard with its, oh, we hate each other, and we're so snarky, and we keep sending barbs each other's way, but then we're gonna spend all this time together and be attracted to each other? Like, the chemistry between the two main characters was non-existent. It was...
1: It was stupid. Yeah. None of it, it was dumb. worked.
0: It was dumb. Now, they had a, an audience score of 49. And, and we didn't talk about it at all this episode, but yes, we understand Rotten Tomatoes scores are not an average of ratings. That's the Metacritic score. But the Metacritic scores tend to gravitate towards the center because they're average scores. So they tend to be closer to 50 than the Rotten Tomatoes scores are. Um, so because we want a more breadth of ratings, we want to use the entire 100-point scale, we go by the Rotten Tomatoes score, which uh, gives us the percentage of reviews that are generally positive. This had a 49, and was only audience scores. Uh, You gave it a 10, I gave it a 10 for a 10 average. It's the last movie that comes in tied at number four, and here's what we had to say about Red Velvet at the time.
1: All my life I've been dying to tell this story. It burns inside my head. Yes, there is a killer. And yes, people are going to die. And all that's left is the who,
0: the how, and the what.
1: Hi, I'm Linda, your upstairs neighbor. What do you do? I'm
0: a storyteller. Come on, why don't you just tell me a story then? All
1: right, I'll tell you a story. A young couple drives to a cabin in the mountains, but they had no idea what they were stepping into. Everybody! This is the best birthday present so sick think about it in a social situation
0: sex would be a time when couples separated from the herd right
1: it is so tired yeah but it's hot right (laughs) i like where you're going with this now help me design our perfect maniac that is really creepy so we're good to go yeah
0: that's the spirit
1: You've got quite an imagination there.
0: Now, if you're lucky, you might make
1: it in one of my stories. It's just a story.
0: <sighs> Listen, this movie was really fucking frustrating. Should people watch Red Velvet?
1: No, guys, no.
0: Not even for the spectacle of it all. It is. It
1: made me mad. Yeah, it did. Look, I, I can tell you right now, it's not good, guys. It but is it, But it made Chris really mad. It is
0: terrible.
1: I was just sitting there like, oh, this is no good. But Chris was like, I can not see, having it. I
0: can see why they thought they were making a fun movie. But they are bad at writing. And they got a bunch of people who are bad at acting. And they're bad at making concepts. And it's like, oh, they thought they were doing something fun and silly. And look, no, it's it's it angered me how bad it was, and the
1: direction are terrible. I'm going to say that it is horrendously bad, and it makes me sad because we all know that that guy. I mean, look, he's not- Henry the, Thomas. He's not the most amazing actor, but we've Elliot. all- we all We've all seen E.T. We all know what he's capable of and what he was capable of as a child when given a director like Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And then you put him in this movie yeah. with this director and you're just like, I know he can do better. Yeah. The whole time, you know? And that's that's upsetting.
0: And then we see him from something 10 years later- Haunting of Hill House. Well,
1: and he's fine.
0: He's fine in that movie. I, or in that show. I, I Yeah, he's fine. I liked him in it. You know, you, you wouldn't say like, oh my God, he's incredible or anything like that, but he's fine. He's definitely better than this movie allows him to be. He's yes. the best thing in this movie.
1: In fact, there are times when... Look, I'm not claiming to be fucking clairvoyant, but there are times when I'm like, ooh, I bet... The director told him very specifically to do that gesture, and he thought as an actor, that's stupid. Yes. But I'm going to do it because my director told me Mm -hmm. to, and boy, does everyone in the audience realize it. Yes.
0: This feels like a low-budget college film.
1: I mean, he must have been hard up for money. I can't imagine any other reason why you'd do that. He this. wasn't
0: doing anything at this time.
1: Yeah. You know, I think he was just a
0: professional actor around this time, and he was in just a bunch of shit that nobody was paying attention to the fact that it was the kid from E.T., mm-hmm. you know? That's why when he came back for things like – this isn't the first thing he came back for, but when he came back for things like uh, Haunting of Hill House, you know, people were like, hey, it's the guy from E.T., you know? <laughs> It's because people weren't paying attention to these sorts of things that were coming out in the meantime. And oh, my God, you're just going to have to wait to hear us talk about it. I would highly recommend that you do not watch this movie.
1: Yeah, don't do it to yourselves.
0: It's not the room where it's hilariously bad. It's just infuriatingly bad.
1: Again, it didn't make me angry, but it's not good.
0: <laughs> so, Kelsey. No critical reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, not a big surprise. But there are just shy of 1500 audience reviews.
1: What? Why? What who, do you Who has ever heard of this movie?
0: Apparently 1500 people. Oh my god. What do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes audience score? 10 49. Do you remember what, the what, audience what, gave what, Madhouse what? 24? What? 49.
1: Why? Oh, it doesn't give you a consensus. No. Oh my God. That is, that is sad.
0: I think that there is a subset of horror culture that is so entrenched in horror that anything that is remotely weird automatically gets kudos and automatically gets praise. I Like, that has to be the case, right?
1: That's really bad. Like, you
0: can't love horror and- Dislike bad movies.
1: I can't believe Madhouse got a 24 and this has a 49. Yep. Totally backwards.
0: So obviously way overrated.
1: How? Madhouse at the very least had a twist that neither of us saw coming. Yeah. And this movie...
0: Was predictable through the whole entire thing. 100% predictable that... You hated every single one of the characters. Oh there was not a single likable character in the entire fucking movie. It was obnoxious. It had a couple of things that were fun, which is why I will not be giving this movie a zero.
1: Right. I Literally, that gay scene is probably the only thing I can think of that like, I'm like, oh, that was, was actually kind of funny. It was actually kind of clever. It was actually kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's literally the only reason it's going to get any points out of me. I feel like
0: that moment where, like, please don't think this is an indictment of your lifestyle, if that was just the movie and this wasn't in the context of a story being told, and it was just like, we just see this killer going around doing this stuff and and that it was a slasher movie in that vein, I might have liked this a whole lot more. Just take out Aaron, take out Linda entirely, and make it about this killer who is interesting Mm -hmm. and funny.
1: Mm -hmm. But no.
0: So what would you rate it? 10. I think ten's pretty good. I was going to say, do
1: I want to go fifty? No, no, ten's pretty good. I would say 10 as well. Please don't think this has anything to do with your lifestyle choice. I promise you I don't care. I wish I cared about anything. <laughs> That's your 10% yes. right there. <laughs> that was funny and
0: fun. <sighs> this is just one of those movies where it's just some – it feels like some bored people that think they're more talented than they actually are, and a horror movie is the easiest one to make. I dare these people to make a comedy. I dare these people to make a drama. I dare these people to make a thriller. It's a little bit offensive to me that it seems that these people make horror because they think it's easy.
1: Um, I mean, horror and comedy kind of – they suffer from that. yeah. They really suffer. Because they absolutely do. It, it. You're absolutely right. These two genres, they have. I mean, comedy and horror. They have things that people see, and they're like, "That's why people like it." And uh-huh. then that they just shove it into their film. And you're I like, could do that. Yeah, exactly. And it's like that's not at all why people liked that. Yeah,
0: I thought the killer was creative enough. The whole. Taking Polaroids. It was silly. It wasn't well, realistic, but in a way that, like, yeah, of course, it's not realistic.
1: You know about Peeping Tom, right?
0: Yes, where he kills people with taking the camera the picture yeah, as he's killing uh,
1: them. So yeah. that was not a creative, original idea.
0: I guess, that, but it's like built into his head. And the way that they do the cutaways whenever he takes those shots again made me think of Creep Show. Yes, but yeah, I mean, it's not absolutely devoid of charm, but it tried everything it could possibly try to make me hate it. And like I said, I would never have made it to the parts that we were like, that's that's fun. If we were just watching this on our own, we would have turned it off long before that point. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's an indictment of us. I think it's an indictment of this movie. Yes. Pretty, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And it's upsetting that Madhouse which is Way better. Yes. Doesn't get nearly as much praise as as this this fucking piece of shit
1: That is absurd to me. I don't understand why anyone would have given this that high of a score.
0: Taking a break from our bottom 10 of 2020 is my personal bottom 10. Just like last year, we will avoid spoilers. So if there is a movie that we've yet to see on this list, I won't reveal it at this time. Okay. Uh, We'll just burn through this. uh, Tied at 10th place is the Haunting remake from 1999. And I still know what you did last summer from 1998, which I gave a 20 to both of them.
1: Wait, these are your... Bottom 10. Bottom 10? Your 10th is at 28?
0: 20.
1: Oh, 20. And that tied Haunting and...
0: I still know what you did last summer, which was terrible. Do you remember? I still know what you did last summer. Remember when she is zip tied into the tanning booth and nobody fucking thinks to just turn it down. Yep. Or unplug it. Yep. Remember when that was a thing?
1: That was a thing.
0: (sighs) Number nine was cry wolf, which I gave a 17. Number eight, exorcist Two: the heretic, which I gave a 15. And in a six way tie, For number two, (laughs) these are all movies I gave tens to. Midnighters, The Turning, Red Velvet, Where, and two movies which we have not yet seen on our list. Okay. And my number one, I gave a five to. But we also haven't seen it on our list. It is our number one. Okay. So Worst we, movie we covered in 2020 is can't my see number one. Your yeah. bottom
1: three.
0: Yeah. Interestingly, that same movie on your bottom ten. Yes. It's tied for fourth place.
1: So, so I'm harsher.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think in general, I think the audience knows that.
1: Oh. Oh.
0: <laughs> well, because we just did three movies that were tied for fourth place, we're only going to cover. Two more before we view your bottom ten. Okay. Coming in at number three from episode 153, September 14th, 1995's Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh. It's Candyman 2.
1: Candyman 2 was very bad.
0: Rotten Tomatoes of 28. You gave it a 5. I gave it a 10 for it an average of an 7.5. It an
1: insult to the original.
0: It really was. And it just basically...
1: Redid the redid original. Redid the original
0: and not as just good. made it worse. The first one is much more interesting. Yes. And we really liked the first Candyman. Yes. And so it was a real big bummer that this one was just as terrible. Terrible as it
1: was. So both Candyman 2 and Hatchet are in our bottom 10. That's one episode right there. No. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Hatchet was in our host differential. Got it. It had an average of 20. Our highest scoring movie on this list was 16 points for Crywolf at number 10. Well, here's what we had to say at the time about 1995's Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh.
1: Candyman, flesh
0: and blood? I'm afraid not.
1: But he lives in the mirror.
0: You say his name five times, he's supposed to come.
1: That's how we get you. You guys don't really believe that, do you? There's no such thing as a Candyman. Those three victims were John Doe's. What if it's true? What if the Candyman does exist? You brought me here. the only God can save us. The terror in the mirror returns. Our journey begins. To avenge his name.
0: Reveal his past. And
1: fulfill his destiny. What do you want from me? Death is a return, you know.
0: In a motion picture that ends when the first one barely started. Yeah! Candy Man, farewell to the flesh. Kelsey, what is Candy Man, farewell to the flesh all about?
1: The... His great he wants to impregnate his great 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 granddaughter or whatever the hell
0: it is. I don't think that's right. (laughs) See, okay, so (laughs) I think he wants to kill her.
1: Yes! That I write that down. I'm like, why does he suddenly want to kill her? Yeah,
0: because he's not trying to seduce her. That's what he was doing in the first movie. That's a difference. In the first movie. He thinks he happens upon this woman who is the reincarnation of his original love, right? In the third movie, they make it worse. So in the first movie, it's just, this is the forbidden love between a black man and a white woman. You see, a black man can't be with a white woman, and he has to die now. And it's this whole thing. And it's a pretty good sort of legend uh, that informs modern society. Like, there's, you know... It's saying something about race in the first movie. In this movie, instead of stumbling upon the reincarnation of his love, he stumbles upon the descendant of his love for no good goddamn reason, like in a completely different city. But the whole fucking thing plays out almost exactly the same.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And except now white people get to take the legacy of the Candyman, whereas the first one. You know, it was it was about an interracial love story originally, and it was trying to kind of continue that. But it's really about black oppression and the results of that oppression generations later. This now is that, oh, no, now the white people get to take that, too. <laughs> like, it makes it worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's effectively the same thing, but worse. That's just all you It's everything about this movie is the same thing as the first one, but worse. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to know. Mm. <laughs> and that kind of tells you whether or not you should watch it as well. Yeah. Maybe watch it if you're really, really hankering for Candyman no. content before no. the next Just one comes out. Just rewatch the first yeah, one. Yeah, totally. 100%.
1: Just rewatch the first one. It's the
0: first one, except in New Orleans now. Yeah. That's it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's kind of a bummer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everything is wrong in this movie.
1: Like, when will this movie fucking end? Oh my God! <laughs> Like at one point he's like the choice is no longer yours And I was like I shouldn't have made the choice to put you on <laughs> uh, But then we get the very end and the last scene is even worse
0: What happens in the last scene Kelsey? We
1: find out that she has a daughter named Caroline Which I'm like okay And then Caroline's like I'm gonna say Katie made four times in the mirror And then my mom's gonna stop me in the fifth time Nobody understands why <laughs> Why does she know this? And she's just
0: like shh Go to bed. Yes. Your daughter almost summoned Candyman. If he either he can't be summoned and then you shouldn't be worried or he can. And you probably shouldn't just say go to bed because she's going to try again. And why would you have a mobile with sharp glass hanging dangling above your daughter? Yeah. And if you think Candyman might be a problem, why would that glass be a mirror? Right. Right. Why would you have mirrors anywhere in your house? Agreed. Let alone with a uh, uh, hanging above your daughter, and you know she might say his stupid. name. Stupid. Because it's trying to be creepy. Did this we ever actually stupid. say outright that the reason the dad called Candyman is because he found out that his wife, Veronica Cartwright, is a descendant of?
1: But why would that matter? Candyman? Why would you want to talk to Why do you want to come right. him?
0: Why would that bother you so Dude, much?
1: Why do you care? Because
0: apparently they care about an urban legend in Chicago. This movie is so dumb. It's so dumb. Do not see it. Absolutely. We've just told you everything you need to know about this movie. And I sincerely hope, since the bar is so low now, that Day of the Dead is better. But if we're being honest... I'm not hoping too strongly. <laughs> I, I'm not getting my hopes up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Did you know that since this was around 1995, they had to take down some of the marketing for this movie because it was about a black man that looked vaguely like O.J. Simpson stalking and killing a white woman? Wow. <laughs> that was a thing.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Roger Ebert's review is actually pretty good. You should read it. Okay. I would recommend on rogerebert.com. Look up Candyman Farewell to the Flesh. Okay. All right, Kelsey. What do you think this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes? Six. Wow. Harsh. Mm-hmm. 28%. This is what the consensus statement says. Doubling down on gore while largely abandoning the subtext and wit that made the original worthwhile, mm-hmm. Candyman Farewell to the Flesh disappoints. Yes. Absolutely, it does. Entirely. No Metacritic, no Cinema Score. Do you think 28% is overrated or underrated?
1: Maybe overrated.
0: What would you give it?
1: I can't think of a single thing I liked about this movie.
0: Tony Todd. True. And it's only because it's more of what he did in the first one? True. You could watch the first one for that.
1: True. Five.
0: Whoa! I was going to go... This movie's garbage. It is garbage. Oh, God. Yeah,
1: everything... Anything that you could say is good about this came from the first film.
0: Yes. And, like, even the cool, like... Oh man, Carnival, Mardi Gras, you're in New Orleans. But it's all shitty. It's
1: really shitty. It's all really terribly forced. It sounds so fake and forced. Yes. And it's all touristy shit. Exactly. Like, it's all this shit that, like, I'm like, I don't think anybody from New Orleans actually enjoys this part of it. Uh
0: huh. So, yeah, you know, I think you're right. I think there is kind of nothing redeeming about this movie. Mm hmm. All the poignant shit from the first one is completely undermined in this one.
1: Yes. The first one had something to say. This one just wanted to make a replica, and I don't know why.
0: I'll give it a 10. Okay. I'll give it a 10. Just geez, Because
1: I don't even think the first movie... Did the first movie make a lot of money? I feel like it's well-loved now, but I feel like it didn't used to be.
0: No, it was always this sort of like... Everyone knew about it, but nobody actually watched it. Kind of horror movie from the nineties, you know? Yeah, I mean it made it. It made a lot of profit. I would say it was a six million dollar movie that made just shy of twenty six million.
1: Oh wow! Okay. So,
0: re- in relation to its budget, it made a lot of money. That was the original. This one, I don't know what its budget was, but it made about fourteen million worldwide. So like just over half of what the first one made. And so I think what's going to, what we're going to see is that the budget for these movies is going to go down. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be one of those horror franchises. That's they just keep coming out with. Cause they know they can make it for cheap and no one will care and they'll still go to see it and it'll be profitable, but nobody will really like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm really worried about this third one. For sure. Well, geez, that's Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh. Coming in at number two, from March 16th, episode 127, 1994's Leprechaun 2. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes score of zero. Oh, whoa,
1: how, ouch.
0: I gave it a 10, you gave it a 10. Two.
1: There you go. I so wonder, this was my tie what, for number two. I wonder what I said gave it its two percent. I don't
0: know. I'm really curious about that.
1: The movie is so bad. It's
0: very bad. Hated Remember when it. it introduced that like leprechauns
1: can, grant, can grant, wishes, grant wishes, but only in ironic ways. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, they totally forgot that you could just like
1: throw shoes, throw at, shoes
0: at them. Throw at shoes them. Like that stopped being a thing.
1: Oh, this movie.
0: I mean, I one was at least ironically series. fun. This is not ironically fun. we am
1: going to watch the entire scene. Well,
0: the next one is The Hood, right? I think number I three think is so. The Hood. I think that's
1: four. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> I want to get to The Hood. <laughs> so then we can have more ironic fun. And it can be bad in a fun way. Oh. And we can make fun of it. This is just bad in a, like, what were they thinking kind of way. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what we had to say at the time about 1994's Leprechaun 2. True love can be hard to find. For him, it took a thousand years. God bless you. And now that he's finally found her, he's going to love her.
1: I'm back.
0: To death.
1: Bridget!
0: Leprechaun 2. Kiss me. I might be. Ah! Read it R. Starts Friday, April 8th. Should people watch Leprechaun 2?
1: Absolutely not. It's
0: so unnecessary. It is
1: such a pointless movie.
0: We had fun with the first Leprechaun movie.
1: Did we? Yeah. I remember hating it.
0: You gave it a 23. Yeah. And I gave it a 40. <sighs> so they weren't good scores. <laughs> I will tell you right now. This one won't get even that much. (laughs) (laughs) That's how just soulless this one was. It really
1: is. It's literally just you want to make some money, but I can't even imagine that this made them that much money. We
0: will talk about money because money plays a big part, apparently, in the fact that this movie even got made.
1: Well, and now there isn't are 8 the of them. The last <laughs> one that got put into theaters aren't all the other ones straight to video?
0: I believe so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, fun. Don't watch it. Just listen to us talk about
1: it. Who wrote and directed this movie? Because I feel like either the writer or the director was just like, "Okay, these are all the things that are normally in horror movies. How are we going to put them in here?" Yeah.
0: My last note I have here about the movie is it just wasn't fun.
1: It wasn't fun. Like, fun.
0: at all. It wasn't.
1: I mean, I laughed a couple times, but very little. And, like, it was like a one laugh thing. Yeah. This movie should not have been made.
0: No, absolutely so, not.
1: This movie should not exist. It is no good.
0: <sighs> so, Kelsey, what do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? Does it have one? It doesn't have a consensus review, but there are 16 reviews in order to give it a Rotten Tomatoes score.
1: How about 7%?
0: Try 0%.
1: I was going to say zero, but I was like, there's usually one person. Uh
0: No Metacritic, no Cinema Score. Do you think 0% is overrated or underrated? (laughs) I guess, do you think it's underrated is the real question here.
1: Look, I wasn't going to give it a zero. Because it's not as bad as Lifeblood.
0: No, and Lifeblood not- is like the standard for zero movies, and it's not for as us.
1: bad as X Ray.
0: Yes, so is X Ray. Although the the further I get away from X Ray, the further I think we were really like the more I think we were really harsh on it. I don't know. I don't remember X Ray hardly at all. I can
1: tell you right now, I remember it, and no, we were not harsh <laughs> on that
0: movie. All right. So what do you what do you think then?
1: Let me give it a two percent.
0: Two percent wow, you were in the 20s for the first Leprechaun. I was 40. I don't think I could give this one a 20. It's just not fun. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 10. I'm going to give it a 10.
1: I'm giving it a 2 because I do remember there were a couple times where I was like, that was kind of funny. Yeah, uh-huh. But I That's can't even tell you what they are.
0: Horrendous. That's really, really bad. Man, don't worry, folks. Muck is worse. All right, Kelsey, time for your bottom 10. Okay. You have a four-way tie for eighth place. Okay. <laughs> With 15, you gave each of these movies. 2004's The Exorcist, The Beginning. All right. 2020's The Turning.
1: Okay, so The Exorcist, The Beginning, The Turning.
0: Kay. 1998's I Still Know What You Did Last Summer.
1: Oh, so I, I said You also was... said it was yeah, bad. All yeah, Right. Huh?
0: 2005's Cry Wolf. Aww. Cry underscore wolf.
1: So sad.
0: Uh Uh-huh. You got a two-way tie for sixth place with 10 points each. 2017's Midnighters, 2008's Red Velvet.
1: Yeah, hated both those movies like Angry Mad.
0: A tie for fourth place at six points. 2016's Dead Awake. And our number one worst movie of the year.
1: Dead Awake. Oh, Oh, so what number? Four. The number one that we both picked is my number four. four. Okay, And it matched Dead Awake. Yes. It's funny, because Midnighters and Red Velvet made me so mad. (laughs) But when I think about Dead Awake, I'm just like, God, that movie sucked. But I'm not mad about it.
0: Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Well, let's see if you can guess what your number four is, because your number two tied at five points each Exorcist 2, The Heretic, and Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh. Sequels. Oh, yeah, because you're number one at two points. 1994's Leprechaun 2.
1: So I thought Leprechaun 2 was worse than whatever we both picked.
0: At number one.
1: I wonder why you did Any didn't. guesses?
0: You gave it a six.
1: No idea.
0: The thing is, is that with this one, we both agreed it was very bad. And we were very close together. You gave it a six and I gave it a five. But before we get to that, just one real quick honorable mention. We've already talked about it. Just missing the top 10 at 17.5 average rating from the two of us was ninety eights. I still know what you did last summer. Okay. It was on both of our bottom 10s. It's just we scored some other movies really low. <laughs> So, guesses, do you, do you? I don't even know if you could even recall that we covered this movie. And to be honest, I'm not entirely clear on which one this is.
1: I know. When Can you, you te- believe it? I know when you tell me the title, I'll know exactly what you're talking about, but I, I have no guesses.
0: From March 16th, so early on in the year, episode 127, 2015's Muck.
1: Yeah. The, I was thinking that when you said March, it was like, well, obviously it was uh, one of our our leprechaun movies. So it was Muck, Which one was Monk? I don't remember anything about it, but it's about an I evil mean? leprechaun. See what I mean? It's about an evil leprechaun, but I don't remember. Because the one with the red eyes was that the one from with what's his name and his wife got lost on Black Friday. <laughs>
0: That's that's Red Clover.
1: That was the one with the red eyes. That's
0: Billy Zane. Now, this one is the one, they're like killer hillbillies, and Kane Hodder is one of them. And they go to this, they're, they're a bunch of, you know, young 20-somethings. And they're in the middle of the swamp, and they find a house, and there are these like topless hillbillies painted white- See what I mean? Are you telling
1: me that there's nothing about a fucking leprechaun?
0: Nothing about a leprechaun.
1: Then why did we watch it on St. Patrick's Day?
0: We didn't. We watched it after St. Patrick's Day.
1: No, we watched it with Leprechaun too.
0: Oh, is it just that they were celebrating St. Patrick's Day when they got lost?
1: Maybe. I definitely thought it was about a leprechaun, though.
0: After narrowly escaping an ancient burial ground, a group of friends find themselves trapped between two evils, forcing them to fight, die, or go back the way they came. Oh, yes, and there's some sort of evil in the swamp, and at the end of the movie, they're wading through the swamp, and, like, the girl gets pulled under or something like that, and that's how the movie ends. And they intended to make it, like, a trilogy, and I don't remember if they did or not. I was like, oh, my God, the fucking arrogance of...
1: Aren't you thinking of... I think you're thinking of um, Hatchet. No. Hatchet is about- That's how Hatchet dies. Yes,
0: Hatchet is also Kane Hodder playing the- He has the axe
1: Yeah, and they made it into a trilogy. There's two other ones. I think they actually made a fourth one.
0: Shit. What the fuck is wrong with this movie?
1: Muck is about a leprechaun.
0: No, I am talking about the right one. After narrowly escaping an ancient burial ground, long forgotten, and buried underneath the marshes of Cape Cod, a group of friends emerge from the thick, marshy darkness, tattered and bloody, lucky to be alive. It starts in media res, and one of the three movies was going to be a prequel, I think. They have already lost two of their friends in the marsh, presumably dead. Like, when the movie starts, they stumble upon an empty Cape Cod vacation house alongside the foggy marsh and break in to take shelter. Whatever was in the marsh is still after them, and soon after, one of them goes for help. The rest of the group learns that the evil in the marsh is not the only thing that wants them dead. Something worse, something more savage, was lying in wait just outside the marsh, in the house. What happens next is unspeakable, horror that cannot be seen. These unlucky travelers spend their St. Patrick's Day trapped between two evils, forcing them to fight, die, or go back the way they came. And Kane Hodder's name in this movie is Grossum Crudel. Remember that? Grossum Crudel?
1: I don't. I That sounds familiar. I don't remember this movie at all. One
0: of the guys goes to get help, and he ends up going to a bar,
1: <laughs>
0: and like... He just hangs out at the bar for a while. That sounds vaguely familiar, too.
1: Don't watch it, guys.
0: A car gets flipped over and lands on top of somebody, (laughs) squishing them. Yeah, we hated this so much, we erased it from our brains. Yeah, don't watch it. Holy shit. I vaguely, like, ever so vaguely remember this movie, but I do not remember too many specifics. And if Kelsey can't remember, that's a real big problem. (laughs) I remember weird random shit, but if we're talking about movies, Kelsey remembers them much better than I do. Yeah. So this is saying something, just how bad this must have been, that it just did not stay in our brains whatsoever.
1: That's why it's number one. I
0: was counting on you to know, because I was like, Muck, I I made a point. I'm not going to look any of them up. If I don't know it, I don't know it. And you're going to have to remind me, and then you couldn't. That's just our number one worst movie of 2020 no is memories. Muck. And we have no memories of it that we didn't have to refresh ourselves on. <laughs> Man, that is really, really bad.
1: <laughs> Fuck that movie.
0: Here's what we had to say at the time about 2015's Muck.
1: There's no place I go. 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 Sleep in the
0: evening. We're stuck in this bloody house
1: I get no sleep With no phone day. No weapons <laughs> And you know damn well that as soon as you say everything's fine, we're f***ing oh, What was that? Ah. Do something! <laughs> You're doing something! <laughs> Do something out!
0: I have my wallet and I have my keys, and I got a bunch of internal bleeding. You're
1: bleeding everywhere. Hi, so smell so internal. Like this shovel.
0: It's a horror movie. There are uh, five, there's way too many of us left. Textbook, dude. You're a goner. Everyone (laughs) dies. (laughs) End of mock. The lucky ones are already dead. Uh, written and directed by the same person, would you believe it? <laughs> Steve Walsh, starring Lachlan Buchanan, Pooja Mohindra, Bryce Draper, and of course, Kane Hodder, as the iconic Grossum Crudel.
1: That's what they're called? Because I don't think they ever named no, him. No, that's
0: in the movie. his name. They never name him in the movie, but they identify him in the credits Okay. as Grossum Crudel.
1: Because they're not supposed to be leprechauns.
0: They're not leprechauns. This just happens to take place-
1: On St. Patrick's on Saint
0: Day. On St. Patrick's Day. And there is St. Patrick's Day-like decorations at the bar. <laughs> They're not hiding the fact that it's St. Patrick's Day, but it has nothing to do with the movie. Anyway, what is it about? Hard to tell, right? It's
1: really hard to tell, guys. The movie is so, <laughs> like, what's happening? It is basically- it
0: starts before it starts after the actual start of the story and it ends before the actual end of the story. Yes. And there's a reason for that. It's which we'll re- get to later.
1: I actually kind of liked the beginning. How I was Oh, they like, don't tell you what yeah, originally I was happened like, to this them. This is interesting. This uh-huh. is different. And then it just gets terrible. I and I remember remember I said to you, I was like, I was literally just about to write that the beginning was pretty good. And then something happens yeah. and it just turns to shit and it does not ever get any better and it just stays bad the entire movie and it's so awful so don't see it
0: i mean the hold on we're not there yet <laughs> effectively the story is a group of people who are out in the marshes get attacked by these
1: fury road yes people.
0: exactly wannabe nux or whatever was they this are
1: after or before fury road it
0: was around the same time
1: because they on. look like they're straight out of that the first time you see one yeah it's the same year The first time you see one, Chris was like, that was kind of cool. And I turned to him and I was like, I thought that was the guy from
0: Skins. Yeah. (laughs) Tony from Skins.
1: What's his name? (laughs) As somebody in Fury Road.
0: Nux. He's Nux in Fury Road. His
1: name is Nux. Yeah.
0: It's what's on his brake pedal or something like that on his car. Anyway. So,
1: yes. What a lovely, lovely day. (laughs) I liked that movie. They get attacked
0: by these white. Like, painted white folks with stars and stuff like that.
1: With red, just like in Fury Road. And- They stole it. I'm 98% sure they stole it. But it
0: it came out in the same year, but this one was probably- Actually, I know, this one was filmed in 16 days, so they turned it around real quick, I'm sure. They probably already knew about it, but anyway- they're attacked by this tribe of people who live near the marsh, but won't go in the marsh. Is there because there's something in scarier the marsh. in the marsh, folks. You never find out. Yeah, what's you in never the marsh.
1: find out what it is. I was sitting here like, do we remember what it was? I don't remember.
0: But again, there's a reason for that, and it's stupid. But we will get to it. Because
1: they ran out of money, I'm sure.
0: No, oh. that is not the reason. <laughs> but this is a very low budget movie, and they accomplished a lot with very little money.
1: Well, it's a bunch of. Okay.
0: It was also apparently very dangerous.
1: It is a bunch of porn stars getting naked. Yes. Like so that-
0: this is the should you watch it. It's $4 to rent and $6 to buy on most services. I think I still just rented it because I was not interested in it at all. It stars just, I'm it's a, a Playboy Playmate and a bunch of women getting naked, the camera focusing on asses and boobs. The entire goddamn movie, it was screened for the first time. By Hugh Hefner at the Playboy Mansion. This is the caliber of movie that we're talking about. The
1: first time we see a girl get naked, I was like, is this turning into a porno? Like I was like, oh shit. Did we tell our did we tell our listeners to watch a porno? And it's not. It's not. It's not. But it it certainly feels like it. It
0: feels like, and we've we've done other movies that felt like this before, it feels like a movie that You know, a bunch of porn producers, directors, and stars decide they want to make a non-porn movie, and hell, let's make it a horror movie. And this is what came out of it. It kind of feels like that. It is bad. Do not watch it. Do not give them money. Do not encourage them. Because apparently this was based off of a Kickstarter pitch, and that's how they got money to make the movie.
1: Oh, my God
0: people gave the money to see to what to, to to make, make this, this movie that's nuts
1: and yet there's people who are starving on the streets who could have yeah. used that money to survive but it no is. we gave it to this
0: it is not it is not a 0% and we'll get there why it's not a 0% but it is desperately close very close do not see this movie
1: These movies are probably definitely going to be on our lowest.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Both of
1: these will be on the worst of
0: 2020. Yeah. What do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? Seven reviews. Zero. Zero percent.
1: So that's why I'm like, why the fuck are they making another one?
0: It has no official score on Metacritic since it only has two reviews and they require at least four reviews to build an average. But those reviews are a 10 from the LA Times – who said, rather than evincing any expertise or affinity for the genre, Walsh's effort seems glib and hollow. And a zero from The Village Voice, who said, Muck pairs a repellent concept with amateurish dialogue, acting, editing, lighting, and pacing. Those two scores come out to an average of five. It of course does not have a cinema score, because it wasn't released in cinemas. Do you think it's overrated or underrated? At a zero. Yes.
1: I'm going to say underrated. Really? I'm going to give it a 6%. 6%. Because it did make me laugh a couple times. Yes. I liked Billy. And I got to say, I thought the timing thing was interesting.
0: (laughs) I will give this a 5. Okay. That's what I wrote down. Oh, this is a 5 movie through and through. (laughs) Not quite terrible enough for a zero. No. But dangerously close. Very. Because there are a few things. Occasionally, there's a line that makes you laugh in a delivery. Billy's delivery was occasionally good. Troit could even be funny sometimes. Yes. And he was kind of badass as the hero in a fun sort of shut your brain off way. (laughs) But... That's how bad this movie is that these good parts about it only get it up to a five and a six for Kelsey and I. Yes. It, oh man. (laughs) It was really bad, guys. Don't watch this movie. No.
1: Don't do it. (laughs) Don't give them any reason to think they need to make a second one or a (laughs) third one.
0: They just thought it's just an excuse. Starting a a story in media res sounds like it could be clever, it could be good, but it's a trope that's relied on too much because people don't know how to start a story without a a hook. Like it's a James Bond movie or something like that, you know? And then they do the hook, the action stuff, and then they start the movie. It's like, well, it's just – Because you don't have any confidence in your storytelling abilities is what it really is. And that's all it is, is they didn't know how to write a beginning, they didn't know how to write an end, and they wrote it off as just, eh, we'll make it a trilogy, and then this is the middle one because we're doing fun stuff with time. I think that was only because they didn't know how to start or end this movie. Probably. And they're like, ah, we'll leave it for later. And those are our top ten bottom 10 worst movies that we covered in 2020. Uh, I hope we didn't upset anybody by bagging on their favorite movie or whatever, or make people think that we hate independent horror movies because that's absolutely not the case. Just, you know, bad movie, bad, and we're not going to lie about it just because it's an indie movie.
1: Yeah. I don't know why so many people just want to hear... That was fine. Oh, it was fine. Yeah. I don't know why uh-huh. you want to hear that.
0: When we like movies, we don't get as much hate. But when we dislike movies...
1: We're super honest. People
0: get really upset.
1: And if you like it, instead of just getting mad that we don't like it, why not try to make your argument for why you like it?
0: Yeah. And people just just upset. But whatever. Whatever. We're going we're gonna to rate the movies what we want to rate them, and that's what makes this our show. The top 10 list again is number 10, 2005's Cry Wolf, number 9, 2016's Dead Awake, number 8, 2013's Where, number 7, 2020's The Turning, tied for 4th place, 2017's Midnighters, 1977's Exorcist 2 The Heretic, and 2008's Red Velvet. Third place, 1995's Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh. Two, 1994's Leprechaun 2, and our number one worst movie that we covered in 2020, 2015's Muck. You will find links to all of those episodes if you want to listen to them and hear more detail about what we thought about these movies, and go over the plot if you want to hear the plot of Muck. Click on that link down below. They are obscured with shortened links, so we wouldn't spoil it for you, but they are in the order I just recited right now. Uh, So check those out if you're curious. Next week, we will be covering the best of those movies that we watched in 2020. So I'm really excited about that. Let's end the year in review on a positive note. Until then, I've been Chris.
1: I've been Kelsey.
0: And this has been Pod Cemetery. But before we go, Kelsey, any last words?
1: At least we don't have to remember the worst of them. (laughs)
0: This is a voice recording. Can you say something too?
1: I have no idea what we're going to talk about.
0: <laughs> okay. Coming in at number eight from episode 142, June 29th. I always have to think about it when I see the numbers written down. May, June, May and June generally. Like I know the seventh month is July and I have no problem with that. I have no problem with 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I have no problem with 1, 2, 3, and 4. For some reason, 5 and 6, I have to think, okay, April's 4, so 5 is May. Or 7 is July, so 6 is June
1: interesting I
0: don't know why but that's the way my brain works that's what's happening inside my brain when i think about those dates anyway there is a three way tie for fourth place coming up after seventh place yeah okay just making sure i did the math right there okay the first one from episode 160 160- oh shit i didn't we didn't talk about the turning